If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Over the years, I've learned so much about how documenting our lives and our stories is something that we have to prioritize and focus on. And for me, a lot of times I am reminded of that importance through my daughters. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. What if I told you you could change your life in just five minutes a day? It sounds too good to be true, right? Well, over the last year, I've adopted this practice that has totally transformed my life and my view of a specific topic. And that topic is journaling. I was a massive skeptic on journaling, not like the actual art of journaling, but like making it a practice in my life, being able to do it. And what does doing it look like? And how do you do it well? And I think the achiever in me wanted to know all of the specifics. And honestly, whenever I would see, you know, whimsical reels of people and their morning routines and these rituals, I felt a lot of guilt around the fact that my morning did not look anything like that. In fact, (laughs) this morning, I woke up to my sweet older child in bed with us who felt like she had a fever, who then woke up and went and puked and is home from school. And I'm watching a baby monitor and my husband is outside snow blowing. And this is the day, right? Like this is how the day is going. It was my one recording day of the week. I had everything ready to go and everything pivoted, right? Life just shifted in a moment's notice. I did not sip coffee slowly or, you know, meditate this morning. I've not done any of that because life happened. And so when I think about this journaling practice, I think that a lot of my feelings about the practice of journaling were rooted in this ideal that it had to look a certain way, that it had to feel a certain way. 
And I felt a lot of guilt around that. You know, there are so many top performers out there who talk about these extensive morning routines and talk about the importance of them. And in fact, I was someone who used to scoff at that. And now I do have some semblance of that in my life, but it doesn't unfold the same way every day. It doesn't take two hours. It doesn't look a specific way. It just makes me feel a certain way. And so today I'm going to walk you through this journaling practice that I have adopted and kind of tweaked and created over the last year. And I want to invite you, if you are someone like me who is a skeptic or someone like me who doesn't have a lot of time or someone like me who doesn't have the perfect morning routine or someone like me who wants to get better at checking in with yourself, then this episode is for you. And I am so excited to walk you through my practice today, a practice that you can do if you just have a notebook and a pen. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Looking for a new show to add to your podcast library? Well, look no further than Being Boss Podcast hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or a side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. I absolutely loved Emily's recent episode all about achieving work-life balance. It's a hot topic for my team as we enter the new year. Emily shares five top tactics for achieving a good work-life flow, whatever that looks like for you. And I totally resonated with how she feels about balance. Being Boss is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. I recently saw this meme and I laughed so hard, but it basically said like, I'm pretty sure all of my diaries thought I died after day one. And I can absolutely relate. I have a million different journals and notebooks and I always would start writing in them. Like I'd have this little seed of hope. And then a few days in, I would miss a day and then I would just never open it again. Right. I struggled with consistency I struggled with this idea of like staring at a blank page and knowing what to write. I struggled with understanding like, what is the whole point of this, right? So something interesting happened to me earlier this year. So about a year ago, I was editing my final version of my book. And so I had been writing in the privacy of my own little heart for over a year. And I was putting the finishing touches on all of the words inside of my book, How Are You Really?, and handing them in for final review. And so I had gotten in this habit in my life of writing a lot. And after you hand in your final, 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 final manuscript, that part of the process is done. And so last year, all of a sudden, I kind of felt this void in my life. Like I had been used to like writing and reflecting and thinking about my stories and the lessons I've learned and the things I've gotten wrong and all these different things. And so I went through this kind of grieving process of like, I really enjoyed the writing process. And now that's over with. And after the writing process, then comes the launching process, which is a whole other beast. And so it was really interesting to me after my book came out, after the launch of it, after all of the hoopla surrounding it, I did kind of feel this void. And it wasn't this like depression or sadness. It was more of like, okay, now what? Like what's next? And one of my most popular episodes of this year was titled, I don't know what's next for me. And I've been in that stage, that season for a while. 
And I know a lot of you can relate to it because I've gotten so many DMs about that episode. But a lot of us are kind of in this place where it's like, now what? Or what do I want next? Or how do I want to move through this next year or this next decade? And when I really trace back the origins of how my journaling practice came to be, it's actually really wild. Like, do you ever do that where you think of like, okay, how did I get here? And you start like tracing back through the journey that led it to you. So let me give you a very bird's eye view of how I got into this practice. So I went back to Wisconsin and we visited some of our friends and it was so amazing. And one of my friends was telling me about this podcast about numerology. And she sent me the link. I listened to the podcast on the drive home. The person on the podcast had written a book. I bought the book. And on one of the very last pages of that book, there was this mention about a specific podcast episode. I looked up that podcast. I listened to it while sitting on the floor of my bathroom while Coco took a bath. And all of a sudden, I was inspired to give journaling a try. I mean, like, isn't that kind of crazy? Like a conversation led to a podcast, led to a book, led to another podcast. Like this is how this practice came to be in my life. And what I did is I did what any sane person would do when I decided, okay, I'm going to give journaling another try. I went out and bought another notebook and surely this time it would work. And the crazy thing was, is that it did. Now, the problem about journaling and a practice and all of this is that a lot of us want to document our lives or to check in more with ourselves or to build this habit of writing down our goals. But honestly, we don't know where to start. We don't even know how to create that habit. We don't know what to start writing. We're too busy to reflect. We're too overwhelmed to write down our ideas. We're too paralyzed by these big visions that we have for our lives. And so we just keep running through life and we hope that it is all going to sort itself out. And spoiler alert, it doesn't usually work that way. So the original journaling method that I adopted and then ended up tailoring for myself was influenced by this guy named Alex Benayan. And it's funny because I actually tagged him in a few things while I was adopting this practice that I learned about from him. And he got in touch with me and he was like, asking me like, how's it going? Like, let me know if you want to decompress or like talk about anything. And in this podcast interview that he did, he was talking about how he had worked with a ton of different CEOs. And so many of them eventually get to this place where they don't know what's next. And as he was explaining this, I was like, oh my gosh, can I relate? And he was talking about, you know, there's two sides of the spectrum. There are people who have never experienced the type of success that they deeply desire. And so they don't know what's next. But then there is also this flip side of the coin where it's these people that have experienced this success. And now they're like, okay, now what do I want to do? Now what can I do? Now where am I going? And so in this podcast episode, Alex described this 30 day challenge. And in listening to it, I understood it. Like I finally thought to myself, I can do something for 30 days. Surely I can do this. It's going to help me move through this season of unknown. And what happened is, is I committed to 30 days, 30 turned into 60, 60 turned into 90, then 120. And each month gave me more insight, like more intel into what I needed to be focused on and where I needed to go and what this season of life could look like for me. And so Alex's practice was having these three questions and here's what they are. So the three questions were, as he said, every single day, sit down and answer these three questions. Like what excited me today? What exhausted me today? And what did I learn today? 
And I love that because I was like, okay, this is super tactical. I can sit down. I'm not staring at a blank page. I can answer these three questions. And every day I have certain things that excite me, that exhaust me, and that I'm trying to learn. And so it was a really cool way to experience and dive into this world of journaling again and just have this really quick daily reflection. And I remember listening to the podcast that he did. And he said, you know, a lot of people want to give up around day 10 or day 15, or even like day five, because you're like, okay, I'm writing the same thing over and over and over again, or I didn't learn anything today, or everything was exhausting. Where do I even begin? And he's like, just like you don't go to the gym and work out for like three days and expect to see abs. Like you have got to just adopt this in as a practice. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to perfect it, but you just got to keep showing up. And so I started this practice with this and I made it through a whole month. And I was so proud of myself because in that month I was like traveling, bringing my journal with me. I was doing these daily check-ins, you know, answering those three questions. And then I started to think about like, okay, what else do I need? Like, what else do I want to check in on? And so this is kind of when I started to tweak this practice and make it fit a little better for myself. So then I had this conversation. I love how I can tie all of these things back to specific conversations or needs or people. I was having this conversation with my friend Lisa and I was telling her about how I started this practice in my life where I would ask my friends, especially friends who are going through something, I would just send them a message and say, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at so that I know how I can support you today? And this whole practice in my life came from obviously this idea of like, how are you really? But also I experienced something really interesting when I went through my postpartum season with Quinn. It was really fascinating to me because I had so many people reaching out to me and it was really wild because the messages were so polar opposite. So some of the messages would be like, oh my God, you just had a baby. This is the most precious time. Soak in every ounce of those newborn snuggles. And then on the flip side, I'd be getting messages like, oh my gosh, those sleepless nights. Like it is so exhausting. Like hang in there, mama. And it was so interesting because at any given moment, I could be on one side of that coin or the other. But those messages, while they were well-intended, would sometimes arrive and it would say like how sweet it should be. And I was in a moment of struggle or it would say how hard it was. And I was in this moment of bliss. And so I realized that like a lot of times we approach conversations through our own understanding, our own experience. What if we approach conversations and let people let us know where they were at? Can you understand how the conversation would look entirely different if somebody said, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at today? So I know how to support you. And maybe in that moment, I'm at a 10. And so they can relish and celebrate with me. Or maybe in that moment, I'm at a two. And they want to just commiserate and come alongside of me. And so it was something that I started to adopt in my life with my friends, whether they were in the postpartum phase, or maybe grieving a loss or struggling with work is just let me know where you're at so that I can celebrate and show up for you accordingly. And I was telling my friend Lisa about this. And she was saying, how she's like, you need to create an app, like an app where you can check in with yourself and check in with your friends. And while I have zero desire to create an app, it really lit up a light bulb in my life of like, wait, this needs to become a part of my practices. Where am I at on a scale of one to 10? And so every single day, I would answer those three questions. I would also write a number at the top of my page. Where am I at today? Am I a seven? Am I a two? Am I a 10? And it was really helpful for me in my journaling practice to do this, to do this little check-in. 
because I'll explain in a little bit, but when I would do my reviews, I would start to see trends and I could link those trends to certain things, activities, and parts of my cycle as someone who menstruates. So then after that, I started adding in this weekly review. So while I'm going through this journaling practice, I got the three questions and the number at the top of the page. I was also taking a course from my friend, Marie Forleo, Time Genius. And in that program, she just talks about how important like knowing what is coming up is and how important planning your week out is and having these time blocks. And so I started to incorporate into my practice this space and this time for me to just do this weekly review to kind of write down, take things off of my Google calendar, write them pen and paper and plan in advance so that I could anticipate my needs and so that I could have time to communicate with others, whether it was that I needed help with the kids or we needed to be on the same page about something. And also so that I could like energetically prepare for what was coming down the docket for the next week. Trust me when I say I am not the most tech savvy entrepreneur out there. Like you will not hear me saying it's almost too easy when I'm talking about tech because tech usually isn't easy, especially for me. Tech for me is usually too complicated, too busy, and too frustrating when it should be just plain easy. Until now, HubSpot's CRM platform is ridiculously easy to use, learn, and love. That's because it's a handcrafted, sophisticated system designed for the way teams actually work, not a bunch of cobbled together tools that don't work well together. With a suite of powerful tools that seamlessly connects your teams and customizable hubs that you can add or subtract as you grow, it's not almost too easy to use. It's easy to use, period. Imagine giving your clients a delightful experience and having a delightful time doing it. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. And then lastly, I started adding space to review. So When I learned this practice from Alex, he talked about at the end of 30 days, you need to sit down and do this full review of your journal. 
And I really liked this idea of you're not just journaling and you're never going to visit again. You're journaling with a purpose. And that purpose is to glean insight through a review. And so I started leaving space to review at the end of each month. And I wanted to kind of dissect like, what was I writing about? What were my trends? Did I notice any energy shifts? What were my key takeaways? And so as you can see, I started to develop this pretty like all-encompassing practice. And one thing that was really interesting to me in this practice is that I started to create a routine. And if you've listened to the show for a long time, and even in this intro, I talk about like how I used to scoff at this idea of routines, especially with young kids. I mean, honestly, most of us are sleeping until we hear that noise in the baby monitor that makes us get up. And so it was interesting because as I adopted this journaling practice, I started to notice, okay, I'm creating kind of this routine around it. A lot of us have maybe read the book Atomic Habits. I mean, that book has been at the top of the bestseller list. I'm literally looking at a picture in front of me that has the New York Times list the week that my book was on it. And Atomic Habits was number one that week and had been on the list for over 100 weeks. And so if you've read that book, you know about how you can create habits. And journaling started to become a habit in my life, something that I didn't necessarily expect. And what's really interesting is in this season of life, I have been craving more routines. I used to feel so stuck by routines. And now as life has gone busier, as I'm chasing around two kids, as my business has grown, I crave structure and consistency. Like there is something that gives me a lot of peace in that. And I don't know if it's age or the season of life or even being diagnosed with ADHD. I don't know what it is, but now I crave having this understanding of what's next, having those routines in my day. Even today, I was all geared up. Like today is a recording day. I'm going to show up and record. And while everything kind of hit the fan this morning, I was able to get back to this routine because of how I have been structuring my day. And so it's interesting because for me, journaling was something that wasn't a practice in my life. And now all of a sudden it was becoming this habit. So as it became this habit, I was sharing about it online. I was talking about it. And all of a sudden I get this email in my inbox and it was from an amazing company called North and Third. Now this is a family run woman led company, their sisters, Megan and Alex. And they reached out to me and they said, you know, we've noticed that you've been journaling. You've been sharing a lot about it. And we think you have a unique practice going on. We partner with people to help them create a journal. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is something that I need. I've tailored this whole system to fit something that works for me. What if it could work for other people? And so they started telling me more about their third generation family run business. It was founded by their grandmother in the seventies. I like fell in love with the story. They have this focus on environmental sustainability and reducing their carbon footprint they create everything in North America. They use mill suppliers. They print locally, like everything they were sharing. I was just like, wait, this is incredible. And I was like, you know, this is something that I would really love for myself, but I also feel like my listeners and my community would really love it. And so they took the complexity out of creating this journal. And they said, we come alongside of you. We're your partner. We help you print this. We help you design it. And so it was really awesome putting together my own journal. And so as I started to kind of pull all these tools and the things that I had been doing and the things I had been learning, we started to get super intentional with the design. 
And so it's been really interesting to me because when I was thinking about the design, I was thinking about like, okay, what habits do I have in my life? And one thing that came to mind was that since Coco was born, we have this book that is a one line a day journal for her. One of our friends gave it to us when she was born and we have kept it up for four years. I'm so proud of us to be honest. And we even got Quinn one and we've kept up with hers for her first year of life. We'll see how far we can get with it. And I thought about like how even just writing down that one line a day it helps us see growth and it helps us to reflect and it helps us to have these memories. And I had this huge realization of like, why do I do this for other people, but I don't do this for myself. And so when I was thinking about like, how do I want to create this journal and how can I share a practice that regardless of if anyone has my journal or not, they can do it themselves. I thought about, we need to keep it super simple. So here's how I designed it. And again, you can do this if you just have a pen and paper, like grab any old notebook. But this is how I ended up creating my journal. It's the How Are You Really? It's a five minute a day reflection journal. And this is how I created it. So first, you want to outline each week. So start each week off with an outline of what you've got going on. Now, like I said, I love Google Calendar, but taking it and transferring what's on my calendar onto paper and pen allows me to check in and to see what the week looks like. So this has been really helpful just for a couple of reasons. One, I can just open up my journal. I can see what's going on for the week. It also helps me to see trends. So like I said, I'm going to explain how I do my reviews. But in those reviews, it allows me to kind of look back and say, okay, this is what that week looked like. Maybe this is why my how are you really zero to 10 scale was a little wonky. And so outlining each week is where I start. So this is something that I usually do on Sundays. And that way I kind of go into the week knowing what to expect. And we have those conversations. And so we start the week off on the same page. So then each day there are five components. So think five pieces, five minutes. The first one is just a check-in. So again, I just started with writing, how am I really on a scale of one to 10? Now inside of my journal, I have that actual scale where you can just circle what number you're at. But the goal here is to just check in with yourself, get really honest. If you were to rate where you're at in that day, rate it honestly. And this is going to help you see the tone that you're writing under, notice trends, and just get used to asking yourself, how am I really? And being honest with it. And I think that's huge. So then after I do that, I have the section for my big three. Now I have been talking about how I use this idea of a big three for years upon years. This is something I've done for years as an entrepreneur. And for me, I generally use this big three idea to prioritize what three tasks are my priorities for the day. And what is really helpful for me is if you think about like, if I were only to achieve three things a day, and I had to say that today was a success, what were those three things? Because I realized after I had my first daughter, that I was working all day and I would end the day and feel like I got nothing accomplished. Like if Drew would be like, what did you do today? I'd be like, I have no idea. And so this big three for me was like, if I only get these three things done each day and they change every single day, then today was a success. I mean, it could be doing laundry or putting my clothes away. It could be writing a blog post or recording a solo show or whatever that is. And so every single day I try to prioritize my big three. And this is a practice that my team has also adopted. And it's really helped again in our communication of like, these are my three priorities today. This is where you can find me working. Now in my journal, I have just a section that says big three. 
but you could use this in so many different ways. So you could use it for three things you're grateful for, or three people you're praying for, or three priorities you have, or three goals, or three ways you've grown, or three memories you want to remember. And I wanted to keep that section pretty open-ended. I know how I use it, but I also wanted to leave it open So that you're just thinking and prioritizing whatever the three things look like for you in this season and stage of your life and maybe your business. Then there's just open lines. And this is a space where I used to answer those three questions. So what energized or excited me? What exhausted me? What did I learn today? Now, this section in my journal is just lines. So again, if you have a notebook, you can do this anywhere or you can do it in my journal. And these questions just help me to not overthink. I literally just write a sentence or two for each of them. And again, this whole thing takes about five minutes. And so what I love about it is I'm able to then glance at that day and see where I was at, what were my three priorities, and where did I land in terms of excitement, exhaustion, and learning. Now, what I love about this is then after you do this, so a five minute a day practice, you sit down with yourself, you make a little date with yourself and you review it. Now I recommend reviewing at least monthly. If you can do it weekly, I highly recommend it, but monthly will really bring up different trends. And then we also do it quarterly. And I left space in the journal to do both a weekly and a quarterly review. And this allows you to just reflect and pour through your pages. And I think that what's really powerful with this is I started to notice a lot of different trends. So I started to see like, I am energetically low this week during the month or on these days that I have these activities, I'm really drained or exhausted, or I get super excited when I have a day to work on these things. And so the reviews really helped for me to start noticing trends so that I could hopefully start to eliminate some of the things that were exhausting me and really like heighten the things that were exciting me and focus in on them. And so this practice has just been something that has been really exciting for me. I am so excited that I now have a journal that I get to use, but also get to share and accompany it. And you can check out my journal at howareyoureallyjournal.com. If you are curious about getting your hands, we are doing a super limited print run for the first run again, just thinking about our carbon footprint and also just making sure that we are serving people with what they need, but not, you know, having boxes of journals in our garage. And so we're doing a limited print run for this first run. But if it's something that you use and love and want more of, it's something that I am really excited to hopefully bring back. And again, you can do this on your own or you can grab one of my journals. But the key points that I want you to think about if you are interested or curious about the practice that has totally transformed my life in five minutes a day is to check in with yourself. How are you really? Prioritize a big three so that you know where your focus should be or what you're working on. Ask yourself three questions every day and then review where you're at. It's really that simple. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. 
A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, over the years, I've learned so much about how documenting our lives and our stories is something that we have to prioritize and focus on. And for me, a lot of times I am reminded of that importance through my daughters. I have been doing these monthly reviews with each month of their lives. And now I look back and I'm like, I am so glad I wrote that stuff down. I thought I would remember that forever and I've totally forgotten it. Or I remember what life felt like in that stage. And in writing my book, How Are You Really? I was just reminded at the power of our stories and getting words onto paper and really reflecting in a way that allows us to see how far we've come and also to understand where we want to go. And so for me, this five minute a day practice has just really reminded me of the importance of my own story, of the importance of checking in with myself and reflecting, of the importance of paying attention to what my body and my feelings are telling me and about how sharing our lives and even things like this practice can make a ripple effect and make a difference on the world. 
And so I hope that in me sharing this, it just invites you to potentially invite a journaling practice into your own life. And I hope that if anything, it just allows you to stop and check in with yourself and make that a daily habit. And trust me, if you're someone who is on the fence about if you can truly become someone who journals, take it from me, the girl who has hundreds of journals with only the first few pages written on, you can change, you can evolve, you can grow and you can adopt a new habit into your life. And I hope that if you do, you adopt a habit that makes your life better, just like this has done for me. Again, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.